0: Welcome to the Canny Conversations podcast. Conversations with a cause with social entrepreneur Safraz Ali. Saf came relatively late to entrepreneurship after working in both the public and private sectors. He coined a phrase that describes what he does as the mad entrepreneur that's make a difference entrepreneurship. As well as being the author of the Canny Bites books, Saf's business interests cover health and social care, business and corporate events, as well as in being the CEO of Pathway Group, a welfare to work and skills provider. In these podcasts, he shares his thoughts with journalist Adrian Kibler. So let's join the conversation.
1: Hello and welcome to Canny Conversations with a Cause. Conversations that we will hope will captivate your curiosity cannily. One of the things, Saf, that we've said throughout all of these episodes is that good businesses listen to their customers. Mm. And, and our listen to our customers, aren't they? Yes, of course they are. And that's why... They're our friends you're g- as well. Sorry? They're our friends They're as well. They're our friends and our customers mm. and we listen to what they say. Yeah. And the last episode, we just had so many people saying, look, we need to know a bit more about networking. You were telling us about the various groups and, and, and what networking was about. Uh, but, you know, we're trying to set up our business and we want to go to networking groups and we want to make the best that we can of the experience. So so please, could, could you talk about that? So that's what we're going to do in the next half an hour. And... What we're going to do, first of all, Seth, we're going to talk about how people um, should behave and, and, and to make the best of networking... But let's start off by talking about some of the uh, the faux pas, some of the things that have gone wrong, and and I, I guess if, to be honest, we've we've all probably probably done it. But go on, you share a few of the. Uh, I think I think firstly
2: I'll, I'll I'll just reiterate and echo uh, what you've said uh, in terms of I was t- we were taken aback by some of the feedback and the some of the, uh, some of our listeners uh, fr- from all over giving us feedback, and there was a lot of positive feedback as well. But the areas for us, we we need to try and try and pick up. Today, which is a little bit lessons, a little bit more bites in terms of practical things that they can take away. So, yeah, four parts. I mean, my first thing is if I, you know, somebody says to me, you know, how how do you take networking or what you look at? I mean, it's you know, at the end of it, you have a, a hunter approach and you have a sort of a farming approach, and and a lot of people go out there and think networking is about hunting. Whether that's hunting for business cards in the back in the day in terms of trying to get business cards or trying to find your ideal customer or particular customer my one of my little bit of pet hate is when somebody says I'm looking for high net worth individuals I'm looking for XYZ type of person it's very uh, narrow it's you're a sharpshooter and you're going out and sort of trying to hunt you know so you're trying to find your prey and it's like attacking them and for me that starts off on a wrong footing you know so you know your intention is absolute. So you've got to start thinking in terms of you know networking is about adding value, it's about differentiating, it's about you know building relationships, it's about getting to get people to you know like you, trust you. You know when we we sort of touched on this last time about know know you like you and trust you, and and it's not about going out and shoving you know what you've got as a service or a product and, and and finding victims and prey and and so forth so from my perspective is it's the intention needs to be right it's your approach needs to be right and and, and then you we can talk a little bit about your know, your sort of techniques and how people handle things and so forth but i think everything starts with intention what are you doing what's your purpose you know it's about really whether you have that genuine interest in in really going out and meeting people understanding what they're about and trying to help people or is it just a case of, you know, I've got to hit a target and I've got to go and find a particular person and sell whatever product to them. So I think it's the first thing is always about the intention. Is the intention
1: right? And it's also very demeaning, I think, don't you? If you go into a room and, you know, I only want to talk to high-networking individual, there are two things that come to my mind. First of all is, well, it's kind of saying, well, if you're not a high-networking individual, you know, I ain't going to waste my time on you. And that's very demeaning. And the other thing point is, you know, it, it's not quantified, you know, well, somebody's idea of a high network individual might be very different to, to somebody else's. One of the other things, of course, with with networking is it's not only, you know, the people you're talking to themselves, but the people that they might know. I think that's the keys of it. It's about the people, you know, it's all about building Uh,
2: people uh, building referral uh, networks and and building uh, a mechanism where people can refer to you so it's not really in some aspects about who you know but who knows you and what do they know you for and if they know you for a particular aspect of it then they become your referral mechanism and likewise you know you can go and help others and you start off with Having that approach where you're really helping, so you're not selling, you're helping. So don't sell, but help. How can you help that person? And genuinely, and and people can see whether you're being genuine, whether you're being authentic, whether you're being real, or whether you're going through the motions. Yeah. And people have that six, that sense really. And, you know, they can spot somebody who is, you know, genuinely caring, genuinely listening, genuinely looking to help, um, is interested or somebody's just going through the motions to try and get their objective, which is the ultimately that sell. And and, and I think people, genu- in, my, in my view, have got that sense where they can pick that up. So yeah, don't
1: sell, help. Yeah, and have you ever been in a group of people in a, at a networking event when you're sitting, there's someone talking and and you can see oh, yeah. that they're looking they're looking over your shoulder they're looking behind you they're looking to the left they're looking for the right to the right and they're thinking oh there's got you know they're looking for a better offer aren't they yeah, yeah. I mean you know people, they're, they're, they're 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 going through the they're paying lip service to you but they're clearly you know they they're clearly not wanting to be there they clearly want to be with the the guy or the gal over the other side of the room and and and, and part of the reading of course is not just what people are saying but it's a body language absolutely it? absolutely and
2: and you know there's the sayings in there you know, have uh, you, you got two ears and one mouth and use them accordingly and and listening is absolutely probably the number one thing really in terms of communication And it's, you know, people have got these elevator pitches and and sort of they've got their uh, programmed sort of elevator pitches. I mean, I'm thinking of another word, but I can't think of anything at this moment in time. There is another word in my mind that I might come to later. But they've got their sort of, their sales pitches, their their elevator pitches, and so forth. and They focus on that, and once they've got that across, they're not interested in anything else. And they've got their then follow up questions or closing questions. But really, it, you know, it, it, it is about listening and listening techniques. And again, it's it's really I mean, it's a, I mean, listening is a, is a, you know, it's a massive subject in itself. You know, if anybody has studied or looked at communication and they, they looked at listening, and, and I'm talking a little bit from memory here, but there's different. You know, you can pick up when somebody's got selective listening. You know, we've heard of selective hearing where they're picking a certain words but they are not they've missed the sort of the gist of what you're saying the context people uh, who are listening but they're not listening they're sort of external listening they're just just—they're uh, just nodding through but they're not haven't understood a word of of, of that they're listening to you but they're sort of translating it into their own, uh, into something that means something for them. So they're, they're, they're putting it through their own filter. They're analyzing it with their own experiences. So you've got that element of internal listening you know whatever's been said has been repurposed into something else that means something for them but it's not really what that communication is and then you've got people who are so focused on words that they've got to pay attention but it's hard and then you've got hopefully people who are a little bit more natural where you know it's a bit more sort of um, intuitive it's you know they're listening to you they understand where you are they're in sync with you and there's that element of camaraderie and 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 rapport building that comes up because you know you the, the body language is in sync, the the communication is there you've got you know you've you've been able to get across uh your true personality your true feelings and it's been enjoyable it's not hard work it's actually an enjoyable experience and, that, and then you know the clock ticks very quickly and you think, oh my God, you know what, I could, I could be sitting here all day and 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 it's just
1: a very comfortable environment. Uh, and so often, don't you, you, you've got somebody who is ostensibly listening to you but what they're really doing is they're, they're thinking about the next thing that they are what going they, to what say. What they're going to say, yeah. What are they going to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the reason we, you, I think the reason that you said don't sell help is because people buy solutions to problems, don't they? I mean, let's say, let's pretend, for example, I was a podcaster. I was somebody who produced podcasts. I'm not selling podcasts, am I? I'm selling a way in which those people can communicate effectively with their customers, with their potential customers. And I think all of us who are in sort of areas where it's not perhaps quite so easy to understand what people do, I think a big mistake is assuming a level of understanding and knowledge that the listener doesn't does, doesn't have. Uh, do you, do you agree
2: with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's um, it's what's the opportunity that you're bringing to the table, or what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Because there's always going to be either an opportunity or there's a problem. And businesses have got a problem, and you know if you're able to assist that problem, fantastic. If there's an opportunity, then you know what does that give so you know if you're talking about podcasting then it's about branding it's about marketing it's about leveraging it's about you know growing your reputation and so forth and you know what would that give so it's really repurposing the language to say rather than say well you know I'm I'm a podcaster or I I, I do podcasts for other people it's being able to Position themselves, so you know. So, so you know, we do need to sometimes understand ourselves in terms of our product, our services, and what are we doing? What's our fix? What's our solution? And you know, how, what's our differentiators? What's unique about us? What's different about us? And why us? And that's basic marketing to a certain level. And you know, and and we need to be comfortable with with that, and we need to be comfortable talking about ourselves. But more importantly, being able to allow others you know, who hopefully become champions for yourself to understand what you do. And and that's what it is. It's really being able to, you know, position yourself in somebody else's mind. So when a particular need comes in, your name then comes into the mix. So if somebody is having a conversation to say, Well, you know, I'm looking for somebody that can help me grow my business then hopefully that's a trigger word, a word for one of your friends, you know, who then is proud to refer to you. These are these are people who want to refer business to you and help you. will say, okay, you know what? Maybe you, you should talk to my colleague friend who helps people podcast. And it's worth having a conversation and be able to sort of proposition that for you and allow you then to, be able to go and meet the person and so forth but it's really positioning yourself in somebody else's mind and be able to sell the opportunity to help for you you know that that's the key you know it's like me saying here i'm the best i'm the best i'm the best at certain things but if adrian you say well actually Safraz is very good at this 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 he's the person he's the go-to person for this that'll give me more credibility than me doing any level of uh marketing or promotion or um salesmanship
1: How many times have you been in a networking meeting and somebody has come in and, you know, Bravado Bill has come in and said, you know, I'm turning over six million a year. I've got a house in Spain. I've got a uh, a villa in Barbados. And, you know, (laughs) with all due respect, Bravado Bill, what are you doing in a village hall at six o'clock in the morning on a rainy, rainy November? You know, they are so obviously... Not being authentic, they are so obviously trying to impress with baloney. Tell I mean, me about baloney, okay? Sir.
2: Okay, I, I know where you're coming from, and I uh, appreciate, appreciate and I do appreciate that because you know, one of my bites, um, is uh, bravado is baloney, and mm-hmm. that is that is about authentic. So, I really, you know, hats off to you, <laughs> Appreciate appreciate that plug, but genuinely you know, we, we run away from anybody who is that level of boisterous, you know, that element of, you know, what's that character from Only Fools and Horses? Uh, Boise, that, that character that, you know what, it's me, it's about me, it's about this is what I have, I've got this, I've got that and so forth. And, and, and you're so, you, you, there's nothing about that that really attracts you. And there, there's no authenticity there. You know, there's nothing there that you think, you know, I want to work with that person. It puts you off completely, and there is there's people out there who who, who feel that they need to brag. They they boisterous boisterous Betty or boisterous Bill. I've got this. I've got that. This is me. I can do this. These are my customers. My you know me 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 me. Oh, I I I as you, as you said earlier on, it's the 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 focus is all wrong, and you know the the there's no listening skills there. There's no emotional awareness, emotional intelligence there. there there's no benefit. To the individual, and you know, the, you know, you're not building a relationship. There's no, you know, we talk about character and so forth, and you know, you, you're not really going to be winning many fans that way. Yeah, even though, even if it's correct, even if it's right and so forth, you know, generally people tune out. And, and walk away particularly the particularly us in 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 the in the UK the British uh, help, the people me, help me
1: help me help me if you can to make the distinction between bravado and confidence because they're not the same thing yeah i mean
2: confidence is i mean confidence you know you can uh, is being assured of yourself being able to uh demonstrate competency demonstrate results in a in a uh, in a meaningful way be able to very quickly uh, demonstrate the fact that you have got credibility, you know, you have got a reputation, you've delivered results, you've got the capability, the knowledge, the skills, and the experience to do so. Yeah. So a lot of this is going back to the problem that you're trying to sort of resolve. So yeah, and 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 being able to demonstrate that fairly, fairly quickly. So whether you're an award winning uh, organization, person, whether you've you know achieved certain results, you know, so you can quantify what you've achieved in numbers. Uh, you know, quantify what you've achieved in results. Uh, have a little bit of storytelling. That's what you know. People, people are tuned to, you know, be able to explain in a way without actually bragging. So, and people know, you know, when somebody is arrogant or somebody is confident you know we we have we have that sense majority of us know that we pick that up so so from my perspective there is a balance i think you can go to the level where you know you become you know boisterous the bravado element of it and really in this day and age it's about authenticity it's about sharing your uh, vulnerabilities you know it's not you know we're not talking about going out and crying on somebody's shoulder but it's about you know being real You know, what does that mean? That's genuine care. That's like openness, you know, respect. You know, people know when you're respecting somebody or not or disrespecting somebody. You you also are able to convey how you can help, you know. And again, relationships, the longer term relationships where there's real, you know, value is relationships that are, uh, you know what i say authentic fruitful and lasting so authentic which is again which we discussed you know r- real genuine you know where the person actually cares about you as a person fruitful where there is a, uh, an objective there's a there's a little bit of a you know is not, not necessarily cl- clinical but there is a outcome there's a sort of purpose uh, you're getting some benefit from it it doesn't have to be business it can be sort of social it could be emotional it can be uh, educational, you know, you know, like a pair where you're learning from each other. Uh, where you know, it's it's somebody that you can get an opinion from. Uh, emotional. There's a, there's a fruitful relationship there. Where win a win, a win like a win-win,
1: uh, Adrian. The, there's a win-win. It's showing a level of humanity, isn't it? I think that's the, the important thing. W- one thing I was going to ask you is, you know, we in in, in quite a lot of the networking groups that exist. People are required, or at least given the opportunity of, you know, the what they call the elevator pitch or the sixty-second bite and all the rest. And and what's your view on that? I mean, how people sh- how should people use that uh, that time? In in, in terms, of- I, I
2: think sixty. I mean, um, what you'll find is that uh, you know when when these elevator pitches are are there, there's going to be twenty or thirty other elevator pitches. So uh, I think the key message, you know, you've got to be very clear in your in your message. What's the reason for that person to want to talk to you? So you, you've got to think about what's next. Your your objective should be not to sell, but to also just to just to get it to the next stage. That's your ultimate objective, and that's you know in, even in in a uh, like a sell, like a, a business development. Uh, Sort of flow. Your objective is not necessarily to close at every single occasion, but to think, you know, how do I move this to the next to the next stage to the next level? So your elevator pitch, only objective is to get that person interested. There's an element of intrigue. You've got to demonstrate your level of competence, capability, results, but do it in a way where you know you shine as a human, as a person. And the individual thinks, yes, I need to talk to that person. There's an element of intrigue, there's an element of interest and think, yeah, you know what, I need to, I do need to have a conversation. And though that's the best, you know, if you can be in a crowd where somebody then comes and finds you to say, you know, what, you and I need to have a conversation. May I have a conversation with you? And here's my card or details or, you know, let's have a quick conversation. Then your elevator pitch, your pitch has worked. The, there is a lot of work that can go into an elevator pitch, but it's actually getting you know it's actually getting that right to uh, to for for the for the audience.
1: I mean, one of the points that you've made, and, and it's interesting that we're actually recording this episode. I'm not sure when people will be listening, and of course, one of the great benefits of podcasting is that people can can catch up at their convenience. So they might be listening in the middle of January with the snow on the ground, but we are recording this particular episode at the time of the. British Open Golf Championship. Uh, and one of the things that, that that applies to golf, you know, you play four rounds of golf in a, in a tournament, is you can't win the tournament in the first round, but you can get yourself completely out of contention. And I suppose, in a sense, that's what you're saying in terms of the networking. You know, the first meeting with people is... Is basically about trying to establish a relationship that enables you to get to the next stage. Now you're not going to sell to them, but you can you can so put them off that, that, that they don't want to get to a next stage with you, don't you?
2: I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, people people want to have a conversation; they don't want to be talked at, and and people don't want to be sold to as well. They buy, but they don't want to be sold to. So I think it's being attuned to to that, and and uh, and it's about trying to nurture. An element of comfortable uh comfortableness um, if that is a word between the t- the two parties and also at the same time understand the person understanding who you are what you're about and how you can assist and really taking it to that level and being able to remember you you know remember you for something positive. One thing is that if you get it right and and if you're networking there's, there's so many Horror score of stories in terms of networking, but there's so many positives out there because it, it, at the end of the day, it's about people, and you know people develop relationships. People sort of find opportunities to support each other. You know, I've had I've had situations where people have set up businesses together. They've they've become sort of collaborative partners, joint ventures. uh They've they've sort of uh, invested in each other's business or other businesses. They've, they've recruited staff that way. They've been able to recruit people. They've been able to get new customers, obviously. But at the same time, they've also you know developed sort of peer groups, supportive groups, uh, been able to get pastoral care, pastoral support. You know, businesses is a lonely place. You know, if you're a micro business, small business, or if you're the head of a, a business, you may not have people that you can commonly talk to. Uh, and so if you can develop relationships, uh, outside you know, your immediate sort of family and immediate sort of circle then that's also fantastic for uh, your own development fantastic for mental health fantastic for you know for for your personal growth and that's a, an, another sort of mechanism so it's not just about getting a customer and and finding somebody that you know is a prey or selling to there's there's so many dimensions to to networking that you know it, it shouldn't be pigeonholed into just networking is about finding customers or sales.
1: Uh, and what what about the follow up process? Because, uh, um, you know, when you when you've had a conversation with somebody and it's gone reasonably well, what do you do? You send them an e- email, the following days, thanking them and asking for another further meeting, or just thanking them because so many people and, and heaven forbid, Sapphire, you know, I'm I'm guilty of a lot of these things. You often learn by your own mistakes, but so often people. Do the first bit and then the second bit, they don't do and they miss a huge opportunity in that respect.
2: There, 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 there is that, and and a lot of people talk about the follow up and the follow up being the most important thing. And my view has slightly changed on that because you know I I did prescribe to the view that every time you get a business card of somebody or you've met somebody, please follow up and and look at doing a one to one with them. And you know you know if you look at you know, certain uh, you know, YouTube videos and books and so forth, they always talk about the follow-up being the most important thing. And sometimes that can become a little bit more clinical as well. So, you know, you, you meet somebody, you've had their card, and you send an email and say, you know what, can, we, can I get you a coffee? And you might not be ready for that. And people move move on to that point where it's it's like uh, they're trying to coerce uh, a, a, a next follow-up. And initially, you know, what I tend to do is find that person on uh, on social media, uh linkedin twitter facebook uh and connect with them you know rather than sending them an email I connect with them look at what they're doing maybe start sharing uh, start engaging with their content seeing what they what they talk about and just giving back and the way you give back is actually engaging with what they do so it's rather than trying to have another meeting which some people then push back to say you know what it's a bit too a bit too early because everything's about timing you develop uh, the relationship because even at the first meeting, you know, it's, uh, it's unlikely they they might not even remember your name properly or whatever the case is because they've met a lot of people. So it's too soon sometimes. And you know, yes, you can do a you know you go home and start doing emails, but through my sort of you know again trial and error, I've learned that it's possibly better in this day and age not to jump the gun a little bit and start sending emails across and saying you know this is me, you know we met at this particular place. You know, you you know, it was very good and this is a little bit about us. And if you want to meet with me, fantastic, let's have a coffee. I don't want to buy you a coffee. Because people sometimes don't want to don't want to do that. How many people do you want to have coffee with? You know, I've had meetings with people sometimes a year, two years, three years after my first meeting, but through the mechanism of social media, I've been engaging with them. You know, I'm I'm seeing them on their Instagram, I'm seeing them on their LinkedIn. I'm sort of engaging with their content, then engaging with my content. They're, you know i'm i'm sort of commenting wherever possible if if i feel that i can comment genuinely comment then i'm doing that and i'm building a little bit of rapport and, and and getting to know them and and then what i find is that they'll want to have a coffee with you they'll want to know you a little bit more that's the time so you know, you've got to uh, you can't sometimes
1: force these things it, it, yeah i mean it's it's a kind of emotional intelligence isn't it sometimes the right thing to do is to phone up and say, "Come and have a coffee tomorrow." Sometimes that's not the correct. There, thing There's to so do. many
2: different uh, different differences. Unless you said, "There's no one size fits all," and it de- does depend on the purpose. If the person says, "You know what? Can you follow this up with me?" and if you don't, then 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 that is a four pas. You know, so it depends on how you've left it, and you know, and and what
1: the conversation was. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Doesn't it come back to this thing that you've you've, you've talked about earlier on? I mean, you've used two terms um, in conversations with me. You've talked about focused listening uh, and intuitive listening. And isn't this about, if you really listen to people, you're going to get a pretty good idea of what the next step should be, whether it should be, a coffee, or whether it should be just connecting with them on social media, uh, and that's why listening is so important, isn't it? Not just for what they can see, but for what the body language and the tone tells you about what they would like to do next.
2: Absolutely, I think it is about EQ, it's about emotional awareness, and you know, picking the signs up, um, and and uh, and being able to understand, you know, what's appropriate in terms of the 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 next move, and and you know, and what's right for both parties um just in terms of just just some general pointers if I may uh with regard to 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 networking one of my other things that i sort of is a little bit of a pet hate really is when when people are close to sort of going to a networking event because they feel that it's the same people i've been to that event before it's the same people i don't really i don't want to go there i want to go and meet new people and what i feel is that you know and i've said this to, uh, to colleagues and friends who have asked me is don't be close to the opportunities because even though you've met certain people before, a lot of it is about deepening and strengthening those relationships because the more time you spend with the person, the more likelihood you're going to learn more from, the, from that individual. And what we find is that we get to know somebody at the top level first, just sort of you know, top level, but really we don't know the person. And uh, Until you've had subsequent meetings, follow-up meetings, different environments, and so forth, and it takes a while. You know, we talk about sometimes seven, eight, nine, even types of uh, sort of engagement meetings where you're, you know, you're developing that relationship, you're deepening that bond, that connection. And people sometimes just rule out people. Yeah, I know who this person is, and I don't really want to go there. And I want new people all the time, new people all the time, and so forth. So I think that is something that. Uh, is a fairly common mistake. They just want to go out and meet new people. And it's that thing that we talked about right at the beginning is more about the hunter approach, the prey approach, rather than the farming approach. So that, that's that's something as well. The other thing that I'll just very, very quickly say is that it's also at the same time being, you know, you don't have, you know, I mean, I'm a, I, I regard myself as an introverted, uh, authentic person. And it's hard for me to say, you know, I regard myself as an authentic person because other people, you know, should, should say that. But I'd, I want to be genuinely with genuine with people. I don't want to be in an environment where, you know, I'm being fake or, you know, or putting myself in an environment where I'm uncomfortable as well. So you've got to have that element of comfort factor. And, and again, you start off being comfortable with yourself. So, you know, we have this imposter syndrome. We have this thing, the fact that we don't have any value. I'm not an interesting person. And we have all of these sabotages, self-sabotage. And I think we've got to peel that onion and peel that layer off and be more comfortable with ourselves, be comfortable talking, be comfortable sharing, be comfortable, you know, if, if we need to be vulnerable, being able to share ideas, thoughts, people hold back. And you can see somebody being, um, you know, holding back. and And I think that also at the same time, Doesn't help you, doesn't help in terms of that process of building that relationship. So, really, a lot of it is about the balance, and everything in life is about balance. And it's about what works for you, what's right for you, and what you feel is you rather than
1: you trying to change. No, no, no. I mean, good point. And, you know, you've you've said to me in the past, and I, you know, I I concede the point. You've said to me sometimes, you know, when I might have said, well, I don't think that groups for me because. They're all the same sort of people, and all the rest of it. And and you said, well, hang on, Adrian. Let's, you know, don't be so quick to, to to reach those judgments. And those are wise words. Um, I've got a hollow, well, not a horrible feeling. I've got a feeling that this is such a big topic, which is so important to. People setting up in business that we that, that we. I, I think I think we've just skimmed the surface there as well. I mean,
2: there's there's so much more that we could talk about. I know we've come back uh, with a second second episode, but there's so much here that we can talk about. But you know, hopefully, it's it's moved
1: the conversation further. Um, we, we we may be back at some time in the future, but now has come time to curtail this kind of conversation with a cause um, to hope that people catch up. And they keep safe until we're back with them again. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this canny conversation with a cause. These conversations are based upon the Canny Bites books by Saf Razali, available on Amazon. To find out more, go online and visit Saf's website, pathwaygroup.co.uk, or join him on social media. He can be contacted at safraz at pathwaygroup.co.uk. This is a 1386 audio production.